joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something, and whether we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens, I am Miss Shannon, here with my lovely and talented podcast life manager, Mr. Jayton Satia of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Hello, Jay. You look lovely hey, hey, and talented. Doing? I'm doing very well today. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I ended up watching um, the Snyder Cut. Oh, so you had four extra hours in your life that you weren't worried about ever getting back. Okay. I I broke it up into two different two-hour segments. Okay. So, and I watched it with my wife, which was oh. it was interesting. Yeah. Okay. On a um, one to five Jaytons, one being the lowest, uh, one Jayton being the lowest, and five being I absolutely loved it, how many Jaytons would you give it? Compared to the last one? Nope, or just overall? nope, nope. We won't even, because they're not the same. So there's no they're point. In true, and that's what I was going to say. They're, they're two different movies. Um, and I've seen other Snyder films. Uh, and again, it's on par with other Snyder films. Uh, is it the best Snyder film? No. Um, I, did not, I did not like the first Justice League. I mean, I appreciated... I guess the grandeur. I'm gonna but it, pause it, you because I asked you a very specific rating. I'm scale. getting to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all of the oh, subs. You're gonna be here all afternoon. Exactly. You're not oh gonna get God. those four hours back. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Three point seven five Jadens. Three point seven five Jadens. Okay, I think that is fair. I will give you that one. All right. That is much better than I anticipated. I will give it 3.75 Jaytons. Now, because I want to get to our astral guest geek, and Jayton was going on and on about this movie that's already the longest movie in the history of film. I, <laughs> let's you haven't bring, seen some of the Bollywood films. So. Yeah, oh, well, fair enough, fair enough. So we'll come back to that in a second. And we'll, we'll, first, let's bring our guest geek on. Uh, and she is proof that we have friends that are also multi-talented because we're going to talk about something that I was surprised that this is what she geeks out about. But um, our good friend, the CEO of AI App Store, Jen Bonin. Hello, Jen. Good to see you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Um, you are one of my most well-connected friends as far as all things uh, virtual, which makes sense since you have AI App Store. Um, I know that you are also dabbling into the clubhouse, which I am not because I'm not a cool kid with um, an iOS device in my house. <laughs> so, um, so I cannot. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about AI App Store. Yeah, so what we were seeking to do is create better connection. Like a lot of us have been distanced now for a while, and we're just, I think, all craving real authentic connection and collaboration with humans again. Right. So um, at the AI App Store, we just launched a new product called RedRex, and it can create um, digital buildings. When you told me about that, I was like, that is fantastic if you're talking about building community. The fact Mm -hmm. that you could, you know, me as a comedian could build myself a comedy comedy club or Jayton can build a movie theater. So um, how do you anticipate people are going to be able to use it to continue to build their own communities? Yeah, what we see is uh, on this already, we've built many different buildings for community purposes. Imagine a school now. So let's just take a school example, and then you can extrapolate it out to other things in your life, like these types of communities. But we can build schools in refugee camps, say in Uganda, where those those individuals, those youth, um, may be moved around. They may have to go to different spaces, different areas. 
anywhere they have access to the internet, we're able to have them get access now, not just to a school that's that's within a one to two mile physical radius of where they live, but we can get them teachers from the UK, from Australia, from the US, all over the globe coming in to broaden the perspective, um, give them additional opportunity for education and really break down those physical walls. So now people aren't limited by the two miles you live, you know, in a lot of places. And is it visual, is it audio, or is it a multimedia type community that you're building? It's multimedia. So imagine um, the way we've designed this, if you check it out on our website, we build the digital building the same way we think of physical buildings. So they're badged access, just like a building would be in real life. Those buildings have floors. On the floors, you can create different types of rooms, to your point. One room could be a comedy club. One room could be a theater. Inside those rooms are walls, and those walls are custom to what you're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. with your community, your students, your groups. So one wall could be we're all watching a film together, but then we also have chat built into those rooms, so you can be talking and chatting. We also have audio and video, so I could see you and we could be talking. So you could have a theater where people like to come give commentary during the movie, right. and you could have another room for people that just like to watch the movie but don't want the <laughs> back and forth banter right. during the movie. Right. So are we at the beta stages of that, or can anyone who's listening go ahead and join into Red Rex now? You, um, it's very similar to Clubhouse in that we're um, slowly letting people onto these buildings. Mm -hmm. So if you sign up, we'll be getting back in touch with folks on how we're going to deploy that. We've got quite a few communities already on. We're really starting at the community level. But in the next three weeks, those folks that sign up will be able to build their own homes, build their own spaces. So I would encourage people to go out there and sign up so we can get you your spaces as those become available. Okay, I'll steal my kid's iPad so that I can (laughs) join the cool people and actually sign on to all of these things. So I'm very excited. Um, Jen, okay, now that we have gotten part of that introduction out of the way, are you a fan of DC movies, properties? Are you a comic book person at all? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I would say I dabble in those worlds, so right. I'm not the expert Jaden is, so <laughs> he definitely could take me in, in Marvel trivia and comic book trivia. So to, to lead back into what we were talking about, uh, just to bring you up to speed, is that one of the big things that was going on out in the um, the Geekverse is that the, the uh, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League dropped last week on HBO Max. And there are a lot of factions of people that are going, I'm already preemptively hating on it. And other people who are like, I'm going to love it no matter what it looks like. So that's why. But Jaden is, I will give him this. He is, although it meandering in his reviews, he is fair. So if he's like, okay, you know, he's not, he didn't drink the the Kool-Aid on either side. So if he's like, it's all right. Um, And that's what I've heard some of my other friends who, um, I trust them. So if I had four hours right now, which I just don't, uh, (laughs) I would give it a shot. But I feel like it's the kind of thing, and I'm terrible about certain things. Like, Jen, if I think that they're too long, I will fast forward through them. And then when a scene looks interesting, I'll watch that. And then if I feel confused, then I'll back up a little bit until it makes sense. Because I'm not, I know myself, I do not like sitting still. I could watch it. I'll binge it. But even when I'm binging things, 
I am terrible at just sitting down and watching a thing. That's why I like to go and see things in the theater because I have no choice. I have no choice. You know, I have to stay. And I wanted to watch it specifically with somebody else. I didn't want to watch it alone. Um, And my wife was like, you know, I'm interested in watching this. I'm like, you know what? Why don't we watch this together? She was like, well, I can only go two hours at a time. I cannot do four hours. I'm like, that's fine. We'll break it up. We'll think about it and then we'll finish it up. Um, I will say that it is better than the other Justice League and the fact that it actually dives into some of the characters. Right. And I think that is what Snyder does really well is actually he goes a little deeper into each of the character and their why. Their why right. of why they exist and why they are part of the, the uh, you know, the, the, the good guys versus what, what was the redemption for Steppenwolf, the right. bad guy. You know, mm-hmm. why was he trying so hard? Um, and again, to conquer worlds. Right. So you get a little deeper into it. You get a little bit more of the um, overview. But, you know, there are some scenes that, again, at the end of the day, Snyder shot but never ended up editing, mm-hmm. right, because Joss Whedon took over. Right. Um, so some of his older shots are back in the, in the things. And I believe he actually brought in um, the actors back to shoot new scenes as well. And it is actually a different movie. It is a different movie. I heard that it was $70 million in reshoots, so it better be better. Like, if you put that much money in the reshoots, and, you know, from from what I had sleuthed out there, it does seem like some of the characters that were just thrown in there, um, it it did a good job in the four hours that it had of what Marvel took five films to do, right. kind of. like So it gave you enough. It needed to be four hours because it had to do a whole film's worth of backstory for The Flash and for Cyborg. And it sounds like Lois Lane is a lot more important. So a lot of these yep. characters have a lot more, so they needed four hours. I would have rather it been a six-episode series or whatever it is that they said that they were going to do. Um, and I probably would have uh, still watched maybe a couple at a time. But just being able to have that kind of episodic closure I think is good if we're dealing with character development so I liked that idea trying to make it all in one movie seems like you're wedging things in and that's not just with him but I also don't want to watch four hours straight of CGI dude and he loves the like I'm like I can't imagine if the movie 300 and and, and Sucker Punch and all these other things were right. four hours long my brain can't stand it so <laughs> So no, there's now, a lot of CGI, yeah. better CGI, um, but I think Snyder does a good job in balancing out the human uh, element versus the CGI as well. There's, a, of course, chunks of movies which are just all CGI. Right. And that's, I mean, you can see it, and again, you can obviously it's, it's a superhero movie, um, but there's which really good sense. chunks yes. of just character development as well. So I will, it will eventually be on there, but I'll, I'll put it this way: um, I let HBO Max lapse. And I'm not going to bug my friend who has it to borrow his password. I don't. <laughs> I know I don't have time to watch it in a while. But I'm glad. So did you, you end up watching? It. Did you watch the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet? I'm behind. Did you watch it yet? I haven't yet. So I actually okay. chose chose between watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and watching the 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 new Justice League. I, yeah. I opted to watch the Justice League. And then I know that I'm going to, again, because of the episodic format, yes. I know I can come back to right. the, the Soldier and watch it in just chunks, mm-hmm. much like I did with WandaVision. I yes. watched, you know, those every week. Right. Um, 
So I'll get back and to I it. Was a, I, was yeah. I was a day or two behind on WandaVision always, too. Like, I, I it would drop on Friday nights. I didn't drop what I was doing and go and do it. I right. probably would get to it by Sunday or Monday. Um, and that's kind of what I think I'm going to end up doing with Winter Soldier. And even I like sometimes just to go, well, give it two weeks. Because then if I like it, then I can watch another one right away. And I go, okay, at least you got two. You know, so right. you got a nice a nice chunk. So, so Jen, we will report back to you on that. And then eventually that might be one of the houses that we want, is that we can sit there. And we can have a DC out. house and a Marvel house. Yes, because yeah. we have friends on both sides. And, oh, yeah. 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 And then they could go back and forth and visit the houses and leave their comments. Or they can stand outside on the stoops and yell at each other because that's kind there of their style. There you go. Yeah. Or you can get somebody out of your room and not let them in because they're right. pissed you off. Because yeah. I kind of feel like our friend Darren Lynch, who would be the DC one, would be standing there going, get off my lawn to the, fo- the Marvel. Jen knows Darren. Yeah. 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 He's a little aggressive in his love of DC. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to do that. But, Jen, what you wanted to talk about, actually, as the thing that you geek out about is, <laughs> and I've talked to you as you were doing this, but I was interested in uh, why you picked this subject. And you told Jayton when you said you were going to come on our podcast that you wanted to talk about travel hacks. So when you describe or, or, or say what a travel hack is, what comes to mind for you? Well, you know, you mentioned it with what we do. So we're um, an AI and a tech company. So we take travel hacks, not just from the how do you pack optimally perspective, but actually how do you hack um, around when's the best time to buy a flight? How many weeks out should you do it? Because it's all about the algorithms and the Mm, data that these companies use in pricing flights. I mean, you know, I've got some things that I've learned in working with these travel companies over time that I think a lot of people don't realize that would be helpful. Now, as a lot of us are getting, you know, a little antsy to get out and back traveling again here Mm -hmm. in the next couple of months as vaccines get more readily available, all of that. So I just wanted to share these with people um, as they're thinking about getting back out there. And we start to see Things like price fluctuations. We all saw airlines give tickets away for practically nothing right. the last couple of months, but that's going to change. Okay. So I just wanted to help everyone out there with some of the tricks we use and that I've seen. The other piece of it that people may not know is I used to travel um, quite a bit. I was a 2 million miler on an airline wow. by the time I was in my early 20s because um, I was flying all over the globe as part of one of the corporations I worked with. Right. And once you stop traveling on a budget where you've got unlimited capacity as part of a corporation and I'm now part of a startup, we got to get a little more scrappy with how we're spending that money. Fair so enough. that's the other piece. So when you, okay, so if, if we're doing travel hack one or one, if I, you know, if you're just talking to me as your friend and I'm like, hey, I'm going to tell you how to get the best deals and to be really good at this, what's the first thing you think they should focus on? Well, I think the first thing, a big part of travel is our airline tickets, especially if you have multiple people going where you may be bringing, you know, a significant human in your life, a couple of little people, some mm-hmm. other folks, that adds up really quick, right, right. in those tickets. So, um, again, being from the tech side, Cheap Air did a big research study that people may not be aware of, and they looked at millions of flights on optimal time to book those tickets. So, um, for everyone, it's actually 10 weeks out. So, it's about 69 days or 10 weeks out. Okay. You should be looking at the prices. Now, you don't just look at the price normally either. So, two things you probably don't know. 
um, that I would ask is, have ever either of you ever deleted your browser cookies to make sure that every time you're searching, the airline doesn't know you're continually looking at that flight? So you want to delete those cookies because otherwise what they're doing is saying, oh, look at, you know, um, you guys are looking at this flight. I'm going to alter the price on you because oh, I know you keep looking at it. got you. No, I have never thought to did do not, that. Did no. not know that was – I mean, of course, you know it. You know about cookies. You know about your cash. Yeah. But you don't think about how that actually relates directly to your searches and how the algorithms are actually against you when you when they know that you're specifically looking at right. things over and over again. There's there's a want and a need there, so they're gonna push something that might be slightly higher. because ah, um, they figure that you but it won't really make a, a difference for you. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. They know you're not just kind of looking for a location that you've narrowed in on one, and that's where you're probably going. So I would say delete your cookies. The other one that a lot of people don't know is spoof your location. Oh, okay. So it, tickets are cheaper in certain geographies than others. So if you're buying a ticket in certain geographies, what you want to do is not allow them to know where you're actually at. Because, for example, pricing is different in different regions of the world, in different countries, in different places. So if you actually spoof the location to one of the lower-cost locations, you will actually see that same ticket. If you were to say, I'm in Minneapolis, booking a ticket from Minneapolis to, say, Florida, because they know it's cold here, and you're going to Florida because it's warm, versus if I spoof my location, and say I'm in Mexico and I'm going to Florida, you're going to get two different prices on those tickets just around where they think you reside right now. Even if you're in Mexico booking a ticket from Minneapolis to Florida, it'll be a different price. So how do you spoof a location? So, you know, obviously you got your to and then from. Are you saying put to, to like let's just say in Chicago – Uh, I live in Minneapolis, but I'm going to put Chicago to Mexico. Yeah. So one thing you can do, first of all, before you, after you delete your cookies, before you spoof your location, you want to use an incognito tab. Have you guys heard of incognito tabs? So start with an incognito tab. That's the first thing is make sure you're using incognito mode on it. And then the other thing you want to do is VPN. So it pings off of a VPN and where your VPN location is. So you want to change that VPN location to a different version of that browser. So you've probably seen this when you travel. All of a sudden, instead of getting local Netflix or whatever to your country, you're getting Mexico's Netflix if you're in Mexico or Or Canada. Mm Or Canada. Yeah, same thing. Okay. You just want to change that. Interesting. All right. So is that something that I, so before I go to my incognito tab, I would Google what the site would be for, say, Mexico, and then make sure that I use that extension from my, well, how do people, I've seen VPNs, and I know, I've, I've, I see it pop up in my feed or or something. I don't even know how to set one up, Jen. Like, how do I, how do I do that if I'm a layman? Well, so basically, a lot of us, it'll say, do you want to create a new wireless network? Like, think when you go to a a building like a Starbucks, it says, do you want to automatically connect or not Mm -hmm. to this wireless network? So what you basically want to do is look for one or a location that is a VPN that's outside of your current um, location. So don't use the one that's sitting in your house. Use a different one that you may even already have set up. And then use the extension that is different than the U.S. extension for the website as okay. well. All right. We're going to try that, Jayden, because we need to go nice. someplace. So, yeah. <laughs> 
And and plus, we can test it. So I'm just curious to see how right. big of a difference it is. Well, and the other piece is a lot of people um, try and book tickets on the weekends, right? Because you have time, right? right? So you're out there booking your flights and stuff on weekends. Don't do that. Okay. You actually want to book on a Tuesday. So okay. airlines change their prices. They raise them for weekends because basically they know everyone's probably got some time on their hands. So almost across the board, they're going and adjusting prices on weekends where they inflate them a little bit to see what the tolerance is. But people have time and they're out there booking stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. If you can wait, don't do it on a Monday either. Okay. Business travelers typically come in on Mondays, figure out what they're doing, start booking flights. So it amps up the prices as well because okay. they're seeing a lot of movement um, in the system. So if you can, try and book on Tuesday. Okay. Is there a website that you feel does a really good job in providing the consumers with, um, like, vacation packages? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of the big airlines, because of some of the losses they've been seeing over the last year with just their revenues and stuff like that, are trying to make it back up in some of these vacation packages where they're giving you, because they own the flights, right? So right. they can really reduce the cost of those flights. And get them very inexpensive. So if you go to some of the um, the airlines' websites where they're allowing you now to book um, hotel and air combined, they're able to control that a lot better because they also have a lot of partnerships. Like Delta, for example, is partnered with Marriott. Okay. So they get really discounted rooms with those flights. But the other thing you can do um, is, especially if you're one of those last-minute type travelers, If you are able to um, get a super good deal, if you haven't booked 10 weeks out, if you haven't planned far ahead, is take last-minute deals that they have. Delta Airlines and a lot of the airlines that you sign up will send you notifications of hot deals every week that they're doing, where they've got certain routes because they're not filling up that they need to fill that plane. They'll give you really inexpensive round-trip tickets, one-way tickets, those types of things. And if you do that, there is an app that everyone should download and have on their phone. Okay. Just because a lot of us get stuck or all of a sudden your flight gets canceled and you need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an app that's amazing for last-minute steals on really nice hotels. And it's called Hotel Tonight. Okay. So Hotel Tonight, do either of you have that app yet? No, no. I have no, never I think I heard, heard it. it. I heard it from you last time I was talking to you. Yeah, you guys need this app. So what it does is you don't even have to book the night up. Um, usually they'll let you book um, maybe two or three nights in advance. Okay. But what they're doing is taking all the excess inventory that these hotels have, and they're offering it for just a nominal fee. So you're going to see hotels typically that run you a couple hundred dollars a night plus tax. Running under a hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So you're not getting bad rooms. You're getting really nice rooms, and they're telling you what those rooms are. So you put in the location. You put put in how many nights you want to be there, and then it'll give you the options. The other thing they do to gamify is they'll give you one stellar deal a day. Okay. So once you click on it, but you only have a limited duration to accept or don't accept the deal. So don't click on it unless you're really sure that you are able to book it. If you need to talk to someone else to get approval, don't click the button. Okay. All right. All right. So if I was just trying to go, okay, I need a mom staycation. I'm like, I'm going to figure out and somebody, you know, grandma's watching the kiddo and I just need to go someplace that I don't have to clean. This would be a good option if I'm like, I just 
want someplace nice to go sit, and that's not my house. Okay. Exactly. I would for sure do this because you're going to get this couple hundred dollar a night hotel room last minute for, you know, 80, 90, 100 bucks. Wow. Okay. Hotel. I can also see this for people who just have emergency travel, right? Somebody is sick, you know, you want to go to California because of a last minute meeting. I mean, I'm I'm in the entertainment industry, right? So people get audition calls last minute all the time. Mm -hmm. Totally. Now we're all virtually auditioning, but we could actually push us out there um, to those independent contractors and, and content creators to go, hey, um, on the on the cheap, you can get to where you need to to seal the deal. Right. Yeah. So, Jen, Absolutely. when we're when we are uh, booking our flights, do you um, suggest that we book directly with the airlines, or is there a particular? Because there's so many of those aggregate sites like mm-hmm. Cheap Air and like all those different sites. Are there any of those you like, or should you just go? Here's the kind of should we just ourselves go and look at each of the individual airlines? So here's the thing I tell people, having been an avid traveler, right now especially, airlines and hotels are really um, accommodating to the consumer. Okay. They're allowing you to cancel last minute. They're allowing you cancellations without fees. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the ticket costs more, they'll charge you the difference, but they're not charging you a $250 rebooking fee. Right. But if you go through some of these third parties, you're not booked directly, so they can't help you. Okay. So what I would tell you right now is my hack would be use those aggregate sites to do your price matching. It's gotcha. super easy to just look at which airline's the cheapest through those sites. You're not going on to six websites to figure that out. But once you know that some country or Delta is the cheapest, go direct to Delta and book that flight. Oh, because okay. if you have issues, they're going to help you because they you paid them, right. not a third party. That makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And it hadn't occurred to me to try and use it that way. I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well just give them my extra $3.50 and stay yeah. on the site. This absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And same thing with hotels because right now you have less to deal with. I was actually just working with my mom. She booked this really amazing package to Vegas for, like, almost no money right. through a third party. But when she had to change the dates, we were actually on the phone for almost four hours to get it figured out. Whereas if it had been direct, I could have made two phone calls, one to an airline, a hotel, and had it done in under 15 minutes. Right. So just to think about it now, especially not knowing what's going to happen, there's a little more unpredictability. And with those hotels and airlines being super accommodating, there's no reason not to go direct to them right now. Jen, do you have any hacks? Like once we get to the location, if we're trying, if we're kind of open to what we're doing once we get there, Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like entertainment and those kind of things, do you have any suggestions on what we can do if we have free time wherever we go, uh, wherever we're traveling to? Yeah, a lot of people, um, especially right now, I don't know how many people do this, but I always go down and make friends with the concierges in the hotels if they have one, because those are folks that know what's going on. If you're in a hotel that doesn't have a concierge, when you check in, the people there usually are locals, right? So they know the good spots to go to. One of the things I always tell people is even if you just go a couple of blocks from where you're staying, you'll get into more local pricing as opposed to if you're in a bigger city especially, the inflated tourist pricing that you're going to see. So I always recommend people ask the locals, you know, how far out do I have to go to get 
you know, better deals on, say, you know, groceries or food or any of those things. So I always do that. Just make friends either with the front desk or the concierge. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are intimidated by the concierge thinking they have to book things through them. But they're really just there as a service as part of the hotel to make sure that the guests feel like they have the information they need. Right. So I have a question around, so let's just say we're traveling and, and everything is booked. Um, I wouldn't take advantage of some of the offerings at the actual airport. Um, are there opportunities to hack some of the experiences while you're in the airport waiting for your flight? Yes. So one of the things I would say right now, um, is depending on where you live, whatever the predominant airline is, I would get their credit card, whatever the okay. credit card is for the predominant airline in your area. Here's the reason why. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't really need another credit card. But right now, almost every airline has started charging upcharges for certain seats, mm-hmm. certain, for baggage, for food, all these different things. But I'll give you an example here in Minneapolis. We have Delta. So if you get Delta SkyMiles credit card, every purchase you're putting on is earning you miles, which then get you miles to be able to take free trips. I use that all the time. You can do a lot of flights on miles with Delta. With their credit card, they also give you free checked bags. Okay. Think about it. You're getting those checked bags. You're not paying bag fees. They're in back. That adds up really quickly. At 30 to 40 to $50 a bag, you're adding up the price before you right. even left the airport. I don't think I've paid to check a bag in three years. I mean, not, not counting last year but um, because I didn't go anyplace. But, I mean, for me, I usually have a carry-on. Um, but so often, like, the flights are booked anyway, and they always are asking for volunteers to check the bag. And I'm like, you may have it. And so I'm like, so if you can get by with the carry-on, you don't even have to babysit your own bag a lot of times these days. No, right. Yeah. But now what they started to do, too, during COVID in the last year, they've changed the size of allowable carry-ons to make it where they're going to now make more money in bag check fees. Right. So check before you go what the limit is um, for the bags. And a lot of people overstuff their bags. That's right. the other thing, too, is they weigh too much, and then they get charged exorbitant fees. Like, And it's not just, like, 20 bucks more. It's, like, $100 if your bag's overweight. Wow, okay. It's ridiculous. I've so, seen people I'm, stuck, like, in there trying to, like, re- I'm like, where are you going to put the extra stuff that you've got? And they're trying to, like, put it in somebody else's <laughs> bag, like – you know, the husband's yep. putting it in the wife's and trying to, like, she doesn't look like she has any more room than you do. So no, that no. just looks so stressful. So stressful. Yeah. Do, those, uh, do those credit cards, let's just say the Delta, and I don't have a Delta uh, Sky Miles card, um, but I have Delta Sky Miles, right? I just I yeah. gather my miles. I just don't have the credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say you get a credit card, uh, and you're, again, you, you're utilizing it for whatever normal day things that you do. Um does that card get you access into their Delta room at the... Yeah, that the lounges. The yeah, other, the lounges. You know, the other thing it also does with Delta, so check your local airlines. But Delta, for example, gives you a free companion ticket. Now, what's cool about that, if you do a companion ticket, everyone's always like, oh, I'm just going to book, you know, the cheapest ticket or whatever. But that companion ticket, you're only paying taxes and fees. You're not paying the ticket. 
So what I always tell people, if you want to treat yourself like you and another person, um, what I would do is buy a first-class ticket and then one ticket first-class, which is more than a coach seat, but it's for two of you now, right. and you're just paying taxes and fees. You split it in half, and you can have a little splurge oh. instead of doing just um, a regular ticket and have a little bit more comfortable flight. It works on all domestic flights, which include Hawaii and other places. So nice. um, you could get a pretty good deal using that. I think a lot of people always use this to just do some quick trip to Chicago or something from Minneapolis, but definitely splurge a little bit, and you can get a really nice first-class seat to somewhere pretty far away. So, Jayden, next time you and I go out to L.A., we're going that way. That would, yeah. that would be so much smarter than what we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've been in the uh, cargo hold. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it would be it would be nice and comfy for that four hour flight. You can work a little bit if you want to. We're just we're not working. We're just gonna, whatever. <laughs> we're not working. We're not working. No. But each of you, if you each got a card, you could do it twice. You could use it once mm. on um, yours and once on Satan's. So it would be perfect. That's good to know because I am at that point where you know you have. And, and this is a whole, we need to talk to somebody that does credit hacks. Cause I, but this is something that my advisor told me. I'm to the point now that if I want to increase my credit, the only thing I could do is get more credit lines. Yeah. Um, so I was going, well, do I get an American Express? Now it sounds like, well, maybe, because I was going, well, I need a card that has perks. So now yeah. it's maybe this is the route that I do, you know, for a while. Because you do want your spending, you still want it to be reasonable, but yeah. if I'm going to use it, at least this way, I'm going, okay, I know I'm going to pay it off, but I'm building something else that I could use to save myself money down the road. So that's great. And Delta is actually an American Express. So ah. you get a Delta American Express SkyMiles card, and you pay it off every month mm-hmm. with building your credit to your point. So it does a right. lot of things for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing people don't realize it does is instead of having to achieve statuses on an airline by just flying, when you spend – there's a little-known fact that on Delta with their SkyMiles American Express, when you spend at certain thresholds, they actually give you what are called medallion qualifying miles, Okay. which those miles aren't regular miles. They actually help you achieve higher status on the airlines, which then gets you perks like sitting in Comfort Plus for free, upgrades, mm-hmm. all of those things as well. Where do you think travel will be at the, by the end of this year? I think we're starting to see, um, I think what you're going to see is more and more, and the other thing to note, because I have been flying places um, and getting away, and Delta, for example, still was not selling middle seats. So check your airlines. So a lot of them aren't selling middle seats. Okay. The other other thing they're doing is they are cleaning those planes. They put better filters in. So what I'm telling people is it's actually probably the safest time to get on an airplane (laughs) that you've ever done before because they actually sanitize the whole plane. Everyone is wearing a mask in the airport on the plane unless they're eating or drinking. Um, Everything is completely sanitized. They actually, if anyone's ever flown internationally, you know when they come through the plane, and they basically fog it yes. with something mm-hmm. to kill everything. They're fogging it with sanitizer now. So okay. you're getting a highly sanitized experience, and they're giving you your own wipes to wipe everything down as soon as you get on that flight yourself so you can make sure everything's cleaned another time for you. So it took a pandemic for us to just have a clean flight? <laughs> right. Yeah, yep, exactly. Because it costs more money, right? right. So 
you had to force people into, right, sometimes to do the right thing, you have to force people into spending those few extra bucks that like, helps everyone you, out. Right. They're like, you don't even get to open this until this starts to happen. I get this. That's yeah. And it's unfortunate that it got there, but, you know, it might make it a better travel experience even going forward. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, my experiences in the airports have been um, really good lately. I felt, like I said, safer than I used to in terms of they just are taking more precautions. They're giving us better air quality actually in the plane. So the air quality in the plane is better because they used enhanced filters that um, filter out and catch a lot of the airborne things that are naturally in the air when it's recycled on a plane. So that's better. Right. So I think what you'll see is um, I think corporations are going to change their travel patterns. I think there's going to be a shift from less corporate travel, which I think is causing a lot of heartburn and pain for airlines, hotels, other places. But I think all of us as human beings are craving new spaces and adventure and seeing things. And if we think about it, a lot of us can work from anywhere now, right? Right. Because you're working remotely or from home. So you could go somewhere for two months and work from there instead of staying in one place. And I'm hearing that a lot. Like, there's a lot of my friends who are spending two months at an Airbnb, maybe up in Washington State, and then moving down to Oregon or going to Oregon and Washington and California, um, moving around a little bit more because they can. They right. can work from anywhere. Is there any hack on um, Wi-Fi in the plane? <laughs> yes, there actually is. So my best advice for all of you, um, and they've actually gotten a lot better over the years, is um, T-Mobile. So if you're not on a T-Mobile plan, T-Mobile, at least on Delta and a few of the other airlines, gives you free Wi-Fi and texting on the plane. So all you have to do is put in your T-Mobile number. Now, T-Mobile is going to kill me, so I disclaimer, <laughs> don't, please don't close this hole. But if you don't have a T-Mobile phone number, but you know someone that does, mm. you could put that into the site, and theoretically, that would probably work okay. for you. All right. And I have T-Mobile, and I think back to experience that it was a random flight to L.A. It was a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. um, I got a little push, push, net, push message saying, hey, yeah. you're on this flight from T-Mobile. Um, did you know that we offer free Wi-Fi? And I'm like, whoa, what? Because I was going to sign up for the GoGo Insights. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. it, it was a business expense. I could have expenses anyway. Yeah. But I'm not going to try this little quick little thing, and you're right. As, as you, re- I recall that I did get a push, push message, mm-hmm. and I did actually put my phone number in, and I did get, you know, my basic searching, my basic email, mm-hmm. texting. I got all of that. And I think texting is huge, right? That is right. more important than anything else. Mm-hmm is to be able to let your parties on the other side know. It's like, hey, you know, the flight got delayed, or hey, you know what, uh, pick me up at this time instead, um, instead of waiting until you land. Yes. Mm-hmm. The other trick I'll tell you, because now almost everyone on the airplane wants the Wi-Fi and the bandwidth isn't strong enough for everyone. It'll randomly kick people out, too, when they exceed capacity. Sure. Um, on the ground before you take off, Sign in. Don't wait till you're in the air. It won't connect because it doesn't connect till 10,000 feet. But on the ground, you can put everything in so that when you get to that 10,000 feet mark, you're already queued first. Before. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, see? see? That's what that's else good. are you going to do? Just yeah. waiting there anyway. <laughs> you're waiting. You want your captive? Do it. <laughs> get it. in line. <laughs> Well, we know we need to wrap up. So what is your your overall uh, umbrella of hack that you want to leave anybody with, Jen? 
I think if you think about um, the things we said about pricing on tickets and airlines around use that incognito tab, spoof that location, um, try it from different places, you know, those types of things I think are important to think about. Delete those cookies so they don't know you're looking right. and check on those off days. The last thing I would say is if you're flexible, if you travel midweek, Tuesdays, Thursdays, or Saturdays, those tend to be the cheapest tickets. So okay. if anyone, when you go onto the airline site, instead of just choosing the dates you want, that most of them have the function to say search around a two-week yeah. time frame, do that, and you can really see that difference that starts to come out on certain days of the week right. if you're flexible. Love it. Absolutely love it. And let's remind everybody again how they can support you and find all of the fantastic uh, technology and apps that you have available. So we are website, sign up to get your building first and foremost. I, I want everyone to have a building so they can entertain their friends and hang out and discuss and whatnot. So that's at www.redrex.com. So you can sign up on the site right there to get in line for your building, which I encourage you all to do. Um, I have my own website at jenbonine.com. So it's J-E-N-N Bonine, B-O-N-I-N-E.com. And you can check stuff out there too. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, and Jayden, we always want to encourage people to go to our website, TwinCitiesFilmFest.org, because we're going to be having some other streaming events coming every month, some other programming, and we're getting ready for a couple of fun things that will happen in the summer and the fall, right? Yeah, we're, again, we're cautiously optimistic, just like everybody else is, mm -hmm. keeping the guidelines in mind. Uh, we're planning some in-person events, socially distanced, safe events. Uh, summer is so fleeting here. It's just this tiny campaign right. here. We want to use all of this, all of the beautiful days. So we're going to be doing some indoor events and outdoor events as well. Right. So you can get that information, as I said, at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. You can follow Be Our Geek. We hope that you would like and subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also follow us on the socials. Please like and subscribe. It's Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email us if you have any suggestions on geeks that we should have on the show. It's BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. As I said, like and subscribe is free. That's the perfect hack out there. You should do it. So, Jen, Thank you so much for joining us and telling us about not only uh, your amazing forays into uh, new ways for us to build community uh, virtually, but also uh, when we're out there traveling in real life, how we can do that more efficiently. So that is fantastic. We appreciate you. You're going to come on again for us, Jen? Oh, yeah. I have so many things I love to talk about with data and helping everyone out there. All the things we learned dealing with all this data that we just want to pass along to all of you. Well, fantastic. <laughs> we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you again next time because everyone is a geek about something.